What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Step Back, the Alternative Sports Podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking today. It's been a while since I've uploaded an episode. We're going to be talking today about um, the NFL mostly, and I focused most of the podcast and social media presence on basketball, and you know we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But also another focus of, of the cast is Detroit sports because I live in the area, uh, born and raised in the area. And
and absolutely nobody's talking about it, except for you know, those of us in the near Detroit. And, and true, no, it isn't that big of a deal, I understand. But in football, I mean, two games is like a significant percentage of the season. And, you know, a big reason why I think Detroit Lions fans are so excited right now is not just that Detroit is 2 0. It's the way that they won these games that's the real significance. So, you know, it's significant, and then further in fucking how we won these games. Every, like, we had a good record last year. I don't remember if we won. Well, we only ended up winning, I think, nine games, right? But anyway, we made it to the playoffs and actually, you know, didn't do too bad against the Packers in the playoffs, but we ended up losing. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I don't remember where I was going that. We had a lot of wins last season. And, you know, so the time track to get there again. But it's a different kind of win that we're experiencing right now. Because even though we had a decent record last year against shitty teams, um, even against those shitty teams, we would usually just squeak it out. You know, Matthew Stafford had, like, the most fourth quarter comeback wins with any NFL quarterback in the history of the league. So, you know, against shitty teams, we basically just got lucky a bunch. And it's not just luck, but it's mostly not Stafford. But, you know, these first two games, we won handily. They've actually, they had a lot of trouble punching the ball in the end zone last year. And, you know, it's not like they've been back, totally backing up for it so far this season, but, you know, I see a significant difference in being able to punch the ball in at key moments, not just squeaking it out, but, you know, putting a dagger in the heart of someone, you know, instead of just waiting until the last second and like, oh, well, we happen to have the last possession of the game, so we win. You know, it's a big difference. And it's not just Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has like 122 passing yards last year. That's insane. Like, and he still had an enormous impact on the game. Almost an Aaron Rodgers like impact on the game. I would say he's doing all that trickery, like, you know, calling a hurry up uh, follow up play because, you know, the defense was shifting and then he got, uh, you know, got a penalty against them. Uh, for 12 men on the field, and then he had one or two other instances where he, you know, drew somebody offside and then had a free play and, and took shots down the field. And neither of those shots ended up working. But those are the kinds of plays that Aaron Rodgers, you know, ends up pulling off. And so the fact that he's doing it, some of those, eventually some of those plays are going to pay off. So Matt Stafford was able to have an enormous impact on the game, even though he wasn't putting up numbers, and he didn't have to put up numbers because you had a running back who almost rushed for 100 yards. Um, and you had a wide receiver stepping up. The defense was fucking huge. The defense has been getting turnovers in the first two games. Like crazy. Um, and then, oh, special teams has been killing it too. I mean, we, the, hit, the, the, the Lions have a, a rich history of amazing kickers. Uh, basically, the, um, the current one and then Jason Hanson was off for like 85 years or something. Um, but the kicker's fucking killing it. Prager, uh, yeah, that was good. Prager's killing it. He's, he's hitting field goals like way over 50 yards every game. Uh, he stepped into punts during the first game because the punter got hurt and he did fine. Like, so he's killing it. Um, we had a return punt for a touchdown last 
last game, so that was huge. That was a big dagger. Uh, so there's just all these different elements for the Lions. It's, you know, from an outside perspective, people are like skeptical, and, and you know, we're skeptical too, but they're skeptical for different reasons. They're just saying they don't see the nuances that that short line can see. Everybody else is just saying, you know, Detroit Lions won two games against me over team. Uh, you know, what's the big part of the NFL in two games? But if you're a Lions fan, you see a difference in these two games. It's not just the fact that they won. Two games is, is big, but it's how they won that shit. So, you know, that's mostly what I wanted to say about, um, you know, where the Lions are at so far this season. And now thinking a little bit about the matchup this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know a shit ton about the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said, fuck the NFL in general. Um, it's more so that I'm just a Detroit sports fan. And, like, I played football in high school and shit. And so maybe that's why I think fucking people can understand the But anyway, you know, the, the Falcons are arguably the best team in the league right now. Um, they made it to the Super Bowl last year, kicking the shit out of the Patriots, and then had that epic collapse, of course, where they ended up losing it. Uh, but they basically should have won the Super Bowl last year, and they have looked great so far the first two games of this season. So, you know, if they're not the best team in the league, then the number two and a half worst number three. So, regardless of where you rank them in the top three, I think. Beyond question that they're in the top three in the league. So the Lions have a chance here. And everybody's framing this as, as like the Lions need to win. You know, if they win, then they're legit. It's like, yeah, yeah. It is about winning for the Lions. Like, <clears throat> because my inclination is to say that, you know, what, what if it's a really competitive game and it comes down to quiet? You know, I think that that would be. Obviously, it's not as good as it would, but it shows that the Lions are legit, right? And the Lions do need to cross that threshold of being able to beat good teams because they're competitive with good teams. They almost, they really only lost by, I think, seven points in the playoffs last year against the Packers. I mean, the Lions fucking choked. They played the Cowboys, Giants, and Packers the last three games of the regular season last year. Lost all three of them. Somehow still made it into the playoffs. Played the Packers again, lost again. But it was really, they only lost by a touchdown. It, it, maybe they won, you know, one of the last scores in the line, like during junk time. So maybe the scores indicate like the fact that the Packers are not it. But I remember it being a competitive game, you know. Um, I remember watching the entire thing and, and thinking that they had a chance until, you know, at least, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter or maybe later. Um, so the Lions have been competitive against really good teams. So I understand that kind of, uh, you know, the Lions need to win this game in order to prove that they're legitimate. But, you know, that's from an outside perspective. You don't really think about that. For the rest of us, I think that if the Lions can show that they're at least really competitive and neck and neck with the Falcons throughout most of this game, um, then that's going to show us a lot about who they are. Um, and obviously it'll suck to, to lose if we do, but, you know, there's more. It's not always about winning and losing. Um, there's always other kind of shit here. Yeah.
experience what's happening. So I, I don't know if I have a prediction. Like all my predictions are fucking stupid because I I'll just pick Detroit every time out there. <laughs> it's like the worst idea ever to pick Detroit in a, winning anything. But you know, I'll I'll pick them every time. I'm gonna fuck. Um so that's my prediction. <laughs> uh, so I see uh, I see this being a relatively high scoring game, not because it's bad, not because I think it's going to be bad defense, but because I think both offenses are good, and because I think both defenses are kind of electric in a sense. And so, I mean, the Lions have been getting turnovers. I don't know that they'll, they'll get a ton from the Falcons, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be totally surprised if they, you know, get one or two big turnovers that lead the line scores and also the same thing for the Falcons. So, you know, I think it's going to be high scoring and, and, and not because it's bad defense, but it's great offense and also very big defense. Uh, and I think I'm going to predict it. The line is going to come out on top. going to win 27 to 24. It's going to be close. Prager's going to win. Game-winning field goal. Matt Prager. I would have all of these games. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Lions, I mean, if they win this game, that's going to be enormous, right? Because 3-0, and I mean, a lot of NFL teams go like, five, I feel like I've noticed a lot of NFL teams in the past go 5-0, and and then just have epic collapses. So, you know, it's totally possible that, you know, you could win five games your first five games and then don't end up with a shitty record. But we know that's not to a pretty good start in the NFL. That's like a huge percentage of You only play 16 games, so three of them, like you really only got to go like 500 for the rest of the season to get into the playoffs. You know, so, um, so this could potentially be a huge person line. It's at home. Uh, I went to a, a Lions game, a home game last year in Detroit. It was fucking horrible, y'all. Like, I almost gave up. I talk a lot of shit about the NFL already. But, you know, I went because Detroit sports, Lions, they're looking good. The game itself was good. They ended up being the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, like, the experience of being there was just horrible. It was, it was like a bunch of frat boys who were now like 30, 40, 50, and 60 years old and like 200 pounds overweight and just like yelling and screaming and drunk off their asses trying to fight each other. There's this enormous dude in front of us. Like trying to start fights with everybody around us. He almost got in fights with like three different people, seriously. And, and you could kind of tell what was going on. If you've been to one of these games, it's like, I wasn't like trying to eavesdrop. Like you're sitting fucking on top of each other at these games, you know, at least in the section we were sitting in. So, like, I couldn't get away from this shit. I thought, you know, I was going to have to pull out some moves on this dude and uh, put him in a sleeper or some shit. But even his friends were, like, he was there with, like, three or four or five of his friends. They kept leaving and coming back. They were like, no, man, I can't fucking do it. Like, it's ridiculous. Why did we even bring you? Like, all this shit. So even his friends hated it. Right? Like, and he was just trying to fight everybody. He's trying to start some chant about Trump. This is like right after Donald Trump got it, I think. So I was about to go choke plans. Yeah, is that? Probably. Uh, 
we're going to work that. Um, so anyway, and then like, oh my god, the whole fucking experience of like, the NFL, one of the reasons I hate it, it's a giant fucking commercial for the military. And so before you turn this podcast off, you're like, oh god, how this is going to rant against the military. Like, I have tons of family in the military, okay? My wife's father is, you know, a career uh, Marine. I get it, okay? It's not an indictment against everybody who ever joined the military. I actually feel really bad for the majority of people in the military because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this position where they can't, they feel, and they feel like they can't do anything yet. And a lot of times they can't because it's like hard to get a job, whatever else. So you go to the military, right? And people tell you it's a good thing to do and like, so, like, no, no shade against individuals for joining the military, but at the same time, you've got to think critically.